Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Data Mastery, Marketing for Modern Growth. I am your host, Jay White, with my co-host and partner here, Jason Reno. We are so glad you decided to join us again today. This one's going to be a little tough. <laughs> if you saw the title of this one, I didn't. I didn't know if I wanted to do this one. Yes, to be honest. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you saw the title of this one, you're probably going, "What?" Uh, because that's kind of what we did when this all happened. Actually, we said some other things that were. I'm not going to uh, elaborate on here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this one is uh, 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 kind of interesting because. In a nutshell, in a 30-day period, we were let go, fired by three different clients. Not one, not two, three different clients. And uh, the reason <laughs> is still mind-blowing. In fact, I'm still, yeah, I, I'm still trying to cope with it. I'm still trying to deal with it. So, what you know, without further ado, I'll just get into it and let you know what happened. And I'm going to let Jason kind of elaborate on each client and, you know, a little, tell you a little bit more about what happened with each one. But basically in a nutshell, these people fired us because we did our job too well. That's it. That's it. And I mean, as, as mind blowing as that might seem, unless you've been in the marketing game for a while and you know, clients can be clients. But uh, as mind-blowing as that might seem, it's absolutely true. We delivered results too, too well for these people. And uh, so they let us go. I mean, it is just, just wait till you hear why. But first, let me just kind <laughs> of um, remind you, hit the subscribe button, the, the like, the, the, you know, bookmark, whatever. Make sure you're getting... Uh, our, all of our episodes of Data Mastery, we're doing one about one a week now, maybe a couple a week. Uh, but uh, make sure you're, you're tuning in and uh, getting your, uh, your daily Data Mastery fix, <laughs> weekly ma Data Mastery fix. Now, let's, before we tell you why the, they fired us, let's kind of just give you an overview of what we do here at Definitive Edge Marketing. We have a tool called Data Accelerator, okay? And Data Accelerator does three things really, really well. The first thing we do really, really well is we compile in-market high-intent audiences uh, using um, uh, going into the search engines and, and using pay-per-click data and finding people who are searching for what our clients are selling or the service that they're selling right now. And we compile this da data together and we stream it seamlessly right into their paid ad, uh, paid ad platform. So Facebook, Google, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, we stream all this high intent in market data. People, like I said, people ready to buy right now, right into the ad platform so that our clients' um, ads hit them right when they're uh, the hottest, basically. And we do this on a daily basis. It just keeps compiling and compiling and compiling. That is what we call the pre-click part of it. That's kind of the, the primer to the pump. Then once they click on these ads uh, and go to a landing page, we have a, uh, we call it the magic pixel because it is a little <laughs> in, in a way. Um, we have a pixel that we put on the, these landing pages and this pixel is able to 
identify and resolve the identifies of 50 to 60% of the people who bounce off the web page. So if a client's getting 10,000 visitors a month, we're able to give the client five to 6,000 uh, identities of the people that bounced off. Now this uh, you know, might not seem like much, but to a client, this is gold because they can take these names and email addresses. And sometimes we get LinkedIn uh, profiles and all kinds of other information, but they can take these names and email addresses and retarget to them immediately through email, uh, through LinkedIn. Like I said, they can roll them back into uh, uh, ads. Uh, I mean, there's so much you can do with this data. So that's the second part. We pixel and we identify 50 to 60% of the bounce visitors. The third part is something that you don't see uh, out there much because it's really kind of the secret sauce for the Fortune 500 companies. Uh, we have a seat on a, what's called a programmatic network, a DSP network. And that seat uh, allows us to give our clients access to advertising platforms outside of social media. So now our clients can run ads on monetized websites, websites literally thousands of monetized websites. Uh, they can run uh, static ads, they can run bumper ads, they can run video ads, and they can also run to connected TV, TV devices. So when our client clicks on this page, or excuse me, when a, a prospect clicks on this page, and we, we've got their identity, we can roll them into these ad campaigns and th these ads literally follow uh, our prospects everywhere. So if you've ever been watching, you know, Hulu or Paramount Plus or HBO Max or whatever, and you, you, you see the commercials that run, right? You can't skip those. They're there. You've got to watch them. This is the kind of thing that we can offer our clients. And it is a tremendous, tremendous bonus on top of what we're already providing for them, uh, getting them hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of, uh, of high intent user profiles through our data accelerator. Now, we were doing this type of thing for three of these clients. And I'm just going to let Jason kind of take it from here because I'm already starting to get frustrated in thinking about it again. So Jason, tell us what happened with each one. Yeah, I mean, the, the quick summary is two, two of them were similar situations in a sense that it was just too many leads where their fulfillment team, um, you know, we went from taking, you know, spending six figures in PPC ads, one, one fluid um, platform to opening them up to an omni-channel top of funnel presence to also an omni-channel retargeting presence. So YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and basically spreading them out across the internet also incorporating the, the demand side platform and the CTV ads, and they just had too many leads too fast. And um, one of the clients in particular, we tried to warn them. We tried to let them know that, hey, we should try to prepare, try to put an AI appointment setting software in place to funnel the leads, you know, to, to you know, basically funnel them out, sort them out, figure out which ones are good, which ones aren't, start engaging with them up front. They didn't want to do anything and both of the clients in essence fell flat on their face i mean one of the clients we provided 600 leads in the first 30 days <clears throat> um the other one it wasn't nearly as much of leads but it, it was also a lot less ad spend uh but the, basically the same thing they just couldn't handle the leads they couldn't handle the appointments um depending on the the space that you're in nowadays 
I mean, you need to be following up with an online lead within within the next within the first five minutes. They need Absolutely. to have a, te a text message in front of you, even if it's automated. Somebody needs to be calling and giving that person information, confirming the appointment. There has to be multiple points of contact within that first five. And there's statistics on this now where I was watching and training the other day how fast your contact rates fall off at minute six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, if you're if you're getting a lead and you're gonna follow up with them 30 to 60 minutes later, I don't want to say don't waste your time, but kind of don't waste your time because that person has likely already filled out two or three other forms and somebody else is following up with them right away, making them feel special and giving them the attention that they want. Um, so that's the biggest thing that we're running into right now. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do a better job vetting the clients up front on is that fulfillment process. If we go from X to X times two or X times 0.5, whatever it is in the next 30 days, can we handle the fulfillment? Because you know, we don't want to put ourselves or our clients back in this situation. Um, the third client was uh, strictly it was tied to emails. He wasn't even running paid ads. He had organic traffic. He he was anticipating or the group, the organization was anticipating we capture, you know, maybe 50,000 identities, 50,000 emails over the course of six months. And I think we're up to like 427,000 identities or something stupid like that. I mean, granted, it's it's his traffic. I mean, I tried to tell him we ran the numbers. It was like, hey, here's what we're going to capture. And um, I think they had worked with somebody else before that was capturing like 10%. We said 50 to 60%. And they're like, hey, if you can capture 20 or 30, this would work. Well, we ended up capturing the 50%. And you know, they ended up getting kicked out of MailChimp because they had too many email address. Not that they didn't get kicked out. I'm sorry. MailChimp was charging them way too much money to store all the emails in there. So we had to explore some other options for them, um, showing them how, how basically some other options on how to utilize those emails and, you know, do it properly, warm up domains, drip on, drip them, uh, these clients or potential clients in a, uh, in an ethical fashion. But yes, it was, you know, hey, we got to put everything on pause. You know, I thought you were going to give me 50,000 emails. I got 450,000, give or take, and I need to figure out what I need to do with them now. Um, so again, it was just too much data that they couldn't handle or too many leads that they couldn't handle. But it all just ties around the power of data where this one client in particular, um, obviously I don't, can't name names or anything like along those lines, but they were a well-established business that's been in business for 30 years. They had a, uh, a quote-unquote call center. They had a couple people to start answering phones. They Everything that they had been doing had worked for years and years. I mean, they were spending six figures a month on ads. So it wasn't like we went from zero leads to 600 leads. We just went from you know maybe 150 to 200 leads to 600 leads and completely broke the system where you have to make sure that you're prepared for that and you know on on our end again we try to warn them but you know try to ease them into it but it, it just kind of goes back to where these these companies we didn't change their ads we didn't change no. their messaging we didn't change anything we just started kind of structuring who was seeing the ads like hey instead of just 
advertising to everybody. Let's advertise to these certain segments, to these certain people that we know are in market for your product or services that we know that just search from it and start putting their exact same ads in front of better audiences. And, you know, they go from, you know, $50 PPC clicks to $5, you know, $5 Facebook clicks or YouTube clicks or whatever it is that then turn into $50 leads versus $500 leads. And, oh shit, by the way, there's three times as many of them. (laughs) (laughs) So again, not bad problems to have. I mean, I hate getting fired or, I mean, technically they didn't really fire us. They put us on hold while they got their act together, getting their acts together. Um, But at the same time, it puts us on hold. We do a lot of work up front to set all this up. So for it to not be there, it's, um, you know, it's a little bit disappointing, but again, it's good problems to have. And what I feel like too, is we're really opening up, not just these companies' eyes, but a lot of other companies out there, even people that we're doing discovery calls with on exactly what we can do with data. You know, it's, it's everybody's just assuming like, you know, when we, when we first started explaining what we do, it's just like, oh yeah, you're going to give us some custom audiences, right? Because everybody's heard of, you know, some guy who builds some custom audience list or something. And it's like, look, no, we're not just going to give you one custom audience to upload to your system once and to cross your fingers and hope that data works. We're going to give you a custom audience live stream to multiple ad platforms that's updated every freaking day. So yeah. if, that, if that day didn't work, then the next day you're going to have a fresh audience and the next day you're going to have a fresh audience. And every day you're going to have a fresh audience for the ad platforms algorithms to use and find your ideal client. Um, you know, it, it works out. Uh, obviously, it works very well. And same thing with the pixel data and the retargeting and owning all the data and, you know, all the ideas of what these businesses can use. Um use the data for and frankly what i think is hilarious is everybody's out there pitching ai software right an ai software for this an ai software for this you got an ai software for everything but what nobody's talking about because they're just trying to pitch their 50 dollars ai software or 500 dollars a month ai software whatever it is but what they're not telling you is their ai software is only as good as the data that you can put into it you can have the best AI appointment setting software, but if the emails, uh, the data that you're putting into it, if the people aren't interested in the product, have no business shopping for the product and can never use your product or service, what, what's the point of emailing them? The best yeah. AI software in the world isn't going to book and sell your product to those people who don't even need it. So if you're not pumping in the right data, if you're not that that case. And then if you're not pumping in quality email addresses that are going to get a 95% plus deliverability rate, you know, and keep you out of the spam folders and everything else, then what's the point? So it's, you can't use good AI softwares without good data. All these softwares that all these businesses are purchasing are all tied to data, good quality data. And that's what we're trying to show them is there's a lot of good high quality data out there that we can live stream to these ad platforms and AI softwares. And I guess the cool thing about it is, is we're really just starting to see what can actually be done with it. Yes. Right? It's, it's yeah. just the tip of, it's just the tip of the iceberg, especially, I mean, AI has obviously been around a little bit, but even from our standpoint, I mean, I have, you know, we have a list of 12 to 15 different things now that businesses can do with AI. But I also feel like every day we have a new conversation with a different person that gives us a new idea 
um, you know, like with the company that we met with earlier on how we're trying to stream and take our these large data lists and really visualize it for companies so they can visually see it faster, interpret the data faster and better, and therefore make better business decisions, whether it be their ad creatives, their copy, future products, whatever it is. Um, you know, the data is not even just for marketing. It's for making smart business decisions. It's about learning learning about your clients and why they clicked, what they wanted, you know, why they want it and all this other cool stuff that we can provide and, you know, help the businesses. Yeah. You see, and it's, it all comes back to the data. Like you said, the power of data, when you have good, solid data, like we're providing for our clients, then things happen. Good things happen. And sometimes too much of a good thing happens. You know, we, we've learned from this also. Um, we have learned to be a little bit pickier about the people that we take on as clients because we have a lot of people who want to work with us, but we've raised the qualification bar because of situations like this. We need to have people who are spending a certain amount of money every month in ad spend. We need to have people that are getting a certain amount of hits every month on their website because we know our numbers. We know how to do the math very quickly and basically say, you're going to expect to see this and this kind of ROI on your investment because that's how it works. It's not a pie in the sky guess. It is solid, proven to work data management. And that's what we do at, with Data Accelerator. So we are learning as we go as well. Uh, and we're not you know, completely... Um, um, without fault here, we probably shouldn't have taken some of these clients on, but you know, some of them are friends, some of them are referrals. And we were like, yeah, we can make this work. And all of a sudden, bam, the data hits and they go, holy crap, what do we do? You know, and and to, to a slight extent to like, I mean, one of the clients, I honestly, and I shouldn't say this as the person providing the data, but I didn't think it was going to work that freaking good. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Like yeah. when they went, when they went from 150, then Alvin, um, our partner here, then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, they're getting too many leads. They're freaking out this and that. And it's just like, I pull up the dashboard. It's like, how many leads can they really be getting? And then it's just like, Oh my gosh, they went from, mm -hmm. you know, 150 leads per month. What is that? five leads per day. Now they're getting 20 leads per day, you know, I mean, a four times increase. Like we, we would, we never even anticipated that. Um, so that's partly where it's like, Oh, well, we could, you know, try to help prepare them. But when the data works four times better than we thought it was going to really, nobody can prepare for that. And that's yeah. why we try to work with the clients. We let them pause for a couple months and regroup and, you know, it's not just, oh, hey, you're fired or, hey, you're under contract and yeah. we're going to keep funneling leads because that doesn't do anybody any good either. It's just to burn ad spend on leads that aren't getting followed up with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, again, working with the clients, remaining flexible. And like you just said, Jay, we're all kind of learning how this AI software, how this data, how this all of this comes together. I mean, yeah. the, the, the yeah. AI software that might be the difference maker for your business might still be six months away from coming out but over the next six months you can be gathering the data so once that ai software does come out or once you find the right ai software whether it be in a booking a booking appointment software whether it be a decision making software an email software whatever it is 
the more data you have to put into it, once you find out what software it is that you want to use, the better that software is going to be. And it's really a matter of combining multiple softwares, stringing the data into multiple different platforms and, you know, leveraging as many times as possible. I mean, one data point between paid ads and email and decision-making software and a little, I mean, it can be leveraged multiple ways. And that's really the goal is don't, don't limit yourself to the way that you're using data. AI has opened up a whole new world to use data and nobody really knows what it looks like right now. I mean, everybody's so scared. Oh, AI is going to take my job. It's like, no, (laughs) somebody that learned how to use AI is going to take your freaking job, but AI itself probably won't take your job. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a matter of showing our clients how to use it. We're constantly testing new AI softwares, plugging Mm -hmm. in our data. Even if we don't need the software, we'll buy it for a couple months, plug in our data, test it, see how it works in there make sure it can all be kind of streamlined and used uh, seamlessly. So that way, when our clients run into trouble, we already have the solutions. Okay. This is your problem. Here's three different AI softwares that we know that can, that can, is compatible with our data and can solve that problem and bridge that gap and, mm-hmm. you know, get people working as efficiently as possible. It's the power of data, man. And you know what, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because we, you know, the whining session. You got to have something else to talk about in a couple yeah. of days. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go see my therapist now. So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I appreciate your time, Jason. Appreciate your time uh, listening yeah, today, you, watching. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, keep subscribing to our podcast and keep watching because we got lots more cool stuff coming up in the future. Again, I'm Jay White. This is Jason Reno for the Data Mastery Marketing for Modern Growth podcast. Thanks again. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Take care.